And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. Man, what a game last night, really. That that was, you know, the, the, the best response we could have asked for out of this team last night. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this by now, you know that the Tampa Bay Lightning won last night, 3-2, to two, and a close one. Evening up the series at 1, going to make for a very interesting one in Game 3. Uh, before we get into all the action and a recap from this game, please go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, and you could find this podcast wherever podcasts are available. Go ahead and follow the, the, the show on Twitter at LO underscore lightning. And you could go ahead and follow me at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter as well. Uh, interesting lineup changes last night. With uh, Coach Cooper going with Ruta and Verhage and sitting Bogosian and Shen. Um, this was Jan Ruta's only his second game throughout this whole playoffs. So I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of hesitant to get all excited about it. Um, you know, we're in game two of the Stanley Cup Finals and you're having a player who it's only his second game um, in the whole, during the whole thing. Uh but, you know, I'm not going to come out and say that he played bad last night, but he didn't really impress me either. Uh, the whole point of this, obviously, was to have the extra forward instead of the extra defenseman for the Lightning. So uh, something that the Lightning really needed. Um, and they were lacking on the offensive side of things. But, yeah, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, first period, Bolts go on the power play uh, very early. Um it just looked very disorganized. Uh, I was like very upset about that when it was happening. I you're spending the first minute or so just trying to get into the neutral zone, trying to get the puck up ice, and they couldn't do it. And it wasn't like the stars were doing anything special. They were just they were I I, I can't even explain it. It was just the lightning were not good. They were just making careless errors throughout that whole power play. But they don't end up scoring. And the Lightning have really started to struggle on the power play as of late, which is, I'm not going to say is the end of the world, but they did score two in this game. But, I mean, whatever. I You know you know me. If you're a usual listener to the show, you know I'd rather have the Lightning score on every power play, just trying to take advantage uh, as much as possible of the opportunities that are presented to you, of course. So, at... 11-23, point scores, a one-timer on the slot, giving the Lightning a one nothing lead. Ten, uh, ten goals for point at this at, at this point <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, assists go to Kucherov and Hedman on that. Um, I was shocked that point was so open in the slot like that, considering you know what he's done thus far in the playoffs. I thought Dallas would maybe try to clamp down more on, on Braden Point, especially in Game 2 when you had to figure – that the Lightning, um, after that 
I wouldn't call it a disastrous performance in game one, but it wasn't good. Um, they were very stale on the offensive side of things. They they just were gassed out. There's a lot of things that they didn't do right that, that unfortunately um, cost them the game, but they did very well in this one. And one of them obviously was jumping on the stars early in this one. And uh, you couldn't have asked for a better start to the game because what really this first period is what ultimately led the Lightning to, to winning this game. So not too far down the road uh, from the point goal, Palat scores a power play goal too. Great fake shot. The whole key to this is uh, the fake shot pass uh, from Kucherov to Palat to set the whole thing up. Uh, Kucherov was really doing a very good job, as he normally does, creating chances for his teammates. Uh, so the Lightning are up at this point, 2-0. Uh, all things, it all seems well. And then uh, Sorelli dishes to Shattenkirk a little later on. Shattenkirk shoots it through traffic from the blue line, off Lindell, uh, and and then three nothing. Kadobin at this point looked rattled. Uh, I I said it on the last episode. I just said it a couple of minutes ago. They really had to get to Kadobin uh, early on. Really rattle his cage. Uh, you know he's he's not Dominic Kosick. He's not Patrick Waugh. He's he's not like this other godly goaltender that that is going to save everything no i mean he's human just like you and i um and you know if the lightning challenged him enough they were going to get to him and that's what they did in this game so at this point lightning are up three nothing and yeah through the first period tampa was fully in control uh this they really looked like this was the first time in the series where tampa really looked like the the team that we're all used to seeing uh, the team that's been playing this entire time. So, um, couldn't have asked for, uh, you know, a better start. I mean, I mean that's what needs to happen in Game 3 as well. So, um, and then 111 left uh, in the first. Palak gets called for interference. This is the thing that's basically been, I'm sure, pissing off a lot of people. A lot of Lightning fans, most notably. They're just terrible, terrible officiating. Um, that we've been seeing constantly throughout this whole playoff. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Now, obviously, in years past, the playoffs hasn't exactly been stellar uh, either, but, I mean, I just feel like there's just extra extra stupidity, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, If you look on the Palat interference, uh, Ben was clearly holding Palat's stick, and Palat couldn't do anything. Um, He, I believe, at the end of the play, right before he got called, he actually dropped his stick because he was like, what, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, I can't pull it. So, yeah, uh, 45 seconds left going. And then, yeah, so the, the, the Lightning uh, go into the second period with 45 seconds left on the Dallas power play to start the second. But Tampa kills it off. So, um, you know, what else could be said other than Tampa's PK has been huge and it has to have come up huge uh, just because, you know, um, they've – Tampa's on the power play on the PK so much and that's been one of the the huge x factors for the lightning throughout this entire run so um you know it continues the PK continues to do their job uh stars were on the power play five times and they only scored once so you know that's the one for five that's that's all you could ask for so Blake Como gets two minutes for interference um after a hit on you know Alex Kalorn, uh, Tampa goes on their fourth power play. 
uh, I was shocked. I, I, you know, obviously I was watching the whole game, but sit there and, you know, two things that normally don't happen simultaneously uh, thus far in this playoffs is Tampa winning, winning by a lot, three nothing at that point, and then they're also drawing their fourth power play, and it's it's just one of those things that was just wild because I mean. Tampa, we all know, just doesn't draw a lot of penalties. That's not entirely their fault. I don't know what, like I said a little earlier, and we'll get into it a little bit later as well, uh, the officiating has just been brutal throughout this entire run, and uh, for some reason, the Lightning haven't been able to really buy themselves uh, power plays as much. So, a little later on after Dallas uh, kills power play, uh, Kucherov gets called for tripping 4-4 four and four for about 15 seconds. Dallas Goes on the power play for about a minute 45. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me at this point was the Lightning did a very good job on, on the penalty kill. Like we spoke a little while ago that uh, one for five. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better kind of PK percentage uh, other than that. Um, they they were doing a very good job in general just clogging up the passing lanes, uh, pressuring along the boards, and, and, and really not letting Dallas get any speed heading up the ice uh, into the zone. So that, that was one of the things that's the key uh, for the Lightning. And they, they did that throughout this game for the most part. Um, we saw it especially at the end of the game when Dallas was trying to pull Kadobin out uh, to get the extra man on the ice, and the Lightning weren't allowing it. They weren't having it at all. So that was a great thing to see, especially later on in the game. Uh, and then a little later on, uh, Gord goes to the box for cross-checking. Uh, Bolts go on the power play. They kill their third penalty, which, like I said, I mean, I can't understate how how important this PK is. Um, think about it. If they were maybe mediocre, we're talking about maybe a 5-3 game, stars, uh, at that point. So, obviously, we've spoken about the PK a lot, but... Let's talk about Andre Vasilevsky, how how great he is, uh, how great he has been as well. Uh, he did an excellent job giving the star, not giving the stars anything. Positioning was pretty much impeccable. Uh, his angles in the net towards uh, oncoming shooters was was great. Uh, not letting, not giving them a big target uh, in the net. So yeah, he did a great job. Even though he gave up two goals in this one, um, he still has done. An incredible job throughout this run, and I feel like he's not getting enough attention for it. Obviously, right now with Tampa, this is pretty much the Braden Point show, which obviously, rightfully so, because of you know how well Braden has played throughout this whole throughout this whole run. So, yeah, at this point in time, the Lightning are still up three nothing, um, and yeah, the Stars are really trying to do whatever they can to really get back in this game, and the, and the Lightning aren't having it. Um, and yeah, so. You know, the one thing that really has really been reliable for this Lightning a team, of course, is the, the PK. So, you know, they, they only gave up one goal, and it's going to be very important going forward because uh, you will you saw it throughout this game that once things didn't go their way, just like we saw in the Boston series, Dallas was starting to really get under the skin of the Lightning, which led to a couple of uh, penalties uh, given to the Lightning. So, yeah, um, not... Not happy about that. Lightning really need to stay out of those situations. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about more about this, but first let's talk about our sponsor, rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to, to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, and 
motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So let's get back to discussing the game. We're in the middle of the second period right now discussing, uh, you know, the Lightning have killed off a couple of penalties thus far, and Vasilevsky's playing in a pretty, pretty, pretty incredible game. Uh, um, you know, obviously he ends up giving two goals where it ends up being, you know, a very close 3-2 win for the Lightning, but um, I still think, you know, it could have been easily 5-3. Um, at this point for the Stars, considering the amount of penalties the Lightning had to kill. So moving on, Andre Palat takes a penalty. Stars win the faceoff. Klingsberg shoots through traffic, and Pavelski tips it in. Uh, and now we got ourselves a, a game. Light, uh, stars finally get on the board. It's a 3-1 game. The thing that really, that I wasn't, I was kind of mystified as to why um, they didn't even try and go back and get this. Now I know obviously... With coaching challenges, the the whole thing is that you know you you really want to you only really want to challenge it if you're 100 percent sure you're going to win because of course you get uh, penalized for losing it. But to me, I don't know why not everyone really saw this or no one really pointed it out. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to talk about it on NBC SN just because uh, if you were if you were listening to the game, I mean, friggin' they were pulling for the stars the entire game. They've been doing that all series. Now, I'm the kind of one who really doesn't like to to complain about the commentary most times when i'm watching a hockey game i'm really not listening to it i'm just watching analyzing doing all that stuff so i don't really pay attention that much to the commentating unless it's you know in, it's news related it's injury news related uh player heads to the tunnel for whatever reason and obviously we might that's the only way we could find out in real time so uh but in this one it was just it was ridiculous it was it was amazing how how much nbc really wants dallas to win this series um i know there was a lot of lightning fans out there that were feeling the same way i was but pavelski pavelski stick looked a little high and no review no discussion of it no nothing um i i i get it joe pavelski has had a tough road and now he's playing the Stanley Cup Finals again after he was with the Star, uh, with the the Sharks, and they lost to the Penguins a couple years back. But come on, you got to call it both ways. This isn't, you know, this isn't the Stars' home channel. This is the Stanley Cup Finals on national television, and there's another team playing them. Um, so I, I just I don't know if it's just the network thing or these guys really all love Dallas, and maybe because it's a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. I don't think anybody expected Dallas to get to this point, but I mean, come on, you, you got to kind of call it both ways for for both teams. You can't just, you know, I I noticed it here and there. Uh, like I said, I really don't pay attention to the commentary, but it was kind of hard to miss when, you know, you're. It, it seemed like whenever the Stars did something, you know, negative or they had somewhat of a dirty play, like Kucherov uh, got hit twice in the face in the span of 15 seconds early on. Um, and they praised, I forgot who even hit him. I know Ben was one of them. I forgot who the other player was. Uh, 
and NBC praised them as if, you know, that them being gritty or whatever. I don't remember it was, but it was just ridiculousness. Um, so if you're a Lightning fan um, and you're getting frustrated with how NBC is really talking about the Lightning and talking about the stars, maybe just put the sound on low. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you could find, I think you could probably find the game on the radio um, and just listen to it like that. So a little later on after the Pavelski uh, goal, uh, Maroon gets called for goalie interference, trying to get the rebound in off the break. Uh, this is, I've been watching hockey my entire life, and I could confidently tell you this is one of the weakest calls I've ever seen. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Pat Maroon uh, had got the puck on the break, and he was all by himself. Misses the initial shot and keeps jamming at home. And we've seen this play happen hundreds of hundreds of times. We've seen it happen multiple times in the series. And many times throughout the playoffs, just, you know, guys just jamming the puck back in. I mean, there's there's nothing other than that uh, that we haven't seen out of the ordinary. And so he gets called for goalie interference. Um, just a weak call. I don't know what the, the ref saw there. I didn't see anything. Uh, that Maroon did that obstructed um, Kadobin's ability to, to make the save. He made the save multiple times. Uh, it was just a BS call. That's that's what it comes down to. I don't I don't understand. And, and this goes back to, to the what the what I said before about the refs. Um, and we'll talk about it in just a little bit about something else that happened later on. And I'm sure some of you already know what I'm going to discuss. Um, but yeah. Got to throw it back to Vasilevsky. Great job on a scramble in front on, on the ensuing PK. Did a great job just keeping his head down, just doing what he had to do, standing tall uh, in, in certain moments throughout this run where whether it's a bad penalty or you know a, a weak penalty such as this one, as well as you know just it seems like the cards are stacked up against the Lightning. Guys like Vasilevsky especially who – like I stated before, had seems like he's not getting that big of recognition as maybe a, a Victor Hedman or a Braden Point. I mean, Vasilevsky has been uh, the go-to guy constantly every game to really, you know, bail the Lightning out in some very, very hairy, dicey situations. So, um, yeah, so we end the, the second period. No team really won that period. Uh but Tampa did a good job weathering the storm. The, the the Dallas Stars were really starting to pick things up, really starting to get the tempo up, uh, really starting to swarm the net. Um, but, yeah, uh, weathering the storm through some very tough, tiring PKs, and they go into the second period um, up 3-1. And at the, end of the th- at the end of the second period, here's what I was referring to earlier about something with the refs. Uh, there was a scrum that happened at the end of the period um, and if you go to the replay, I'm sure you can find it. It's all over social media now. Um, Corey Perry has Seti Paquette in a headlock. No call. No call. Had him in a full-blown... Now, when I say a headlock, I mean like a WWE wrestling MMA UFC headlock. Um, I, I, I And no call. And... I, I, I understand that Perry did get called for something else that happened during that whole scrum. I believe he got called for roughing. But refs don't see that. And it's not like this happened on the other side of the ice. There was 
all the refs were right there. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, 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 I don't understand how, you know, and I've really tried to not say as much and really try and go in about the refs throughout this whole thing, and I've really given them a lot of slack, but nothing, nothing. No, 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 nothing better than a roughing on that. Has him in a full headlock. Uh, Kucherov got hit in the face twice. You missed it the first time. Um, the refs have really, really dropped the ball throughout this whole playoffs. Um, is this really the best the league has to offer? Can can the NHL can can the NHL really sit there? Uh, officials from the NHL can they really sit there, look me in the face, and say these are the best referees? In the, that they have the offer, I, I feel like I'm in I'm in the movie Gladiator and I'm just sitting there in the Coliseum. Is there no one else? Is there no one else? It's it's mind-boggling. It's it's that paired with NBC clearly not hiding their Dallas Stars fandom. I mean, at this point, I don't care. I don't care what NBC wants. Um, just that coupled with a lot of things. I I. Thankfully, the Lightning won this game. Um, I, it's it, it's mystifying. That that's it. That's it. That you have no other referees that are willing to make calls out there, and, and the plays are happening right in front of you. How do you miss that stuff? There's certain replays when they show um, this stuff happening. The refs are looking straight at these guys. Uh, I I don't understand. I don't understand it. It it it, it it's fascinating. It, it's really fascinating. Um, if, if someone's out there, uh, and you're keeping track of the amount of missed calls, I would love to see the numbers. I would love to see the numbers of calls missed versus actually called. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's impressive almost how, how terrible these, these refs are throughout this whole playoff run. All right. Enough of that. So that's been my rant of the show. (laughs) Um, feels really good to get it out. Uh, moving on to the third period, Matthias Janmark taps one in at 527. Um, plain and simple, Shattenkirk needs to be better on this. Uh, he needs to be a be- he needs to do a better job of not letting Janmark get that good of a positioning in front of the net. I I mean he was almost behind Shattenkirk at that point. Uh, now they 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 said on the broadcast that Vasilevsky overcommitted. Um, I I would beg to differ, of course, because. NBC is terrible in that regard of analyzing games. I think the only one I prefer out of all these guys is um, probably Patrick Sharp and um, probably Doc Emmerich. So yeah, um, I, I Vasilevsky did everything good on that play. He did everything well. Um, if you really, if if you're saying that he he overcommitted, then you're really nitpicking at that point. Uh, the that this whole play was on Shattenkirk. He can't he can't be letting Janmark outmuscle him for a position like that. It's it it's not a good it's not a good look for for Shatty. So definitely needs to clean it up. Uh, a little later on, yeah. But at this point, we have it's a three two game, so there's nothing we can do about it. The Lightning uh, are pretty much playing on their heels at this point. This this created a lot of momentum for the for the Stars. So a little later on, Sergachev scores, uh, called off after a coach's challenge of offsides. Uh, nothing you could do there. Uh, if you look at the play, guy was clearly offsides. Uh, it's just one of those plays where I believe in the Islander series, uh, same thing happened. Verhage scored a goal, 
and Lightning were called offsides after the coach's challenge. Goal was taken away. And then the Islanders came back and won that game, I believe. And that's what really the first thing that popped in my mind. And I said, oh, man, this is here we go again. And you know what? The Lightning did a great job weathering the storm throughout this whole third period because they didn't have it. They were pretty much, I wouldn't say they're gassed, but the the ice started to really tilt in favor of the, the Stars. So, yeah, uh, you know, the whole the whole key at this point was for the Lightning to really not let that affect their their play, to not really let that that call take the wind out of their sails. So, uh, yeah, great job uh, later on with, uh, you know, this, I believe it was like a minute left or so. Um, great job by the Lightning to really smother Dallas, uh, really smothering the, the advances into the neutral zone, keeping Kadobin in that. Uh, Dallas spent almost a minute trying to get the puck down the ice um, and trying to get Kadobin on for the extra extra attacker, uh, which they eventually did do. But, um, yeah, this was, a, this was a great game. Lightning, of course, come out on top 3-2. Tie the series at one. Uh, this was a great all-around game. Um, obviously, there were some things that I already spoke about that uh, I did not like, other than the officiating. Uh, that last goal that Dallas scored, Shattenkirk needs to be better on that. Um, I thought that the Pavelski tipping, maybe it was just the angle that they showed. To me, it looked like the stick was a little high, a little bit higher than the crossbar, which is obviously is the the measuring point. Um, for a high sticking. So, uh, yeah, this game, you know, if you really want to nitpick, this game could have easily, you know, if Shattenkirk, you know, does his job on that goal and maybe Cooper takes a chance and, you know, the call gets and goes in their favor, you're looking at a 3 nothing win, possibly 4 nothing with a possible empty net. This could have been a 4-2 uh, game. Uh, at the end, Barkley Goodrow completely whiffed on a wide-open empty netter. Um and he was almost he was like at the top of the circle and he still missed. Uh thankfully he's not one of our top scorers. Um nah, I love Barkley Goodrow though. Uh he played a great game. Everybody played a great game. Victor Hedman played well. Um so yeah, um it's gonna be interesting to see how Dallas responds going into game three. Uh Tampa just needs to watch out for you know, the the dirty style of play that we saw from the Boston series. So just to wrap things up here, um, yeah, great game all around. Obviously, Lightning won. Uh, Vasilevsky played a hell of a game. I think he deserved uh, first star of the game. I didn't stick around to see who actually got the stars of the game because you know from NBC that their whole they're all messed up over there with with the whole hockey situation. So I, I didn't really want to stick around and see what they had to say about the game afterwards. Um, I saw what I needed to see. And I thought the Lightning played a very good game. Um, I think that's the key, though, going into Game 3. And for the rest of the series, they need to jump on the Stars early on in these games. They really need... I would love to see them run Kadobin out of this game. Well, out of the next game. I would I would have loved to have seen them run him out of this game. Kind of hurt his ego. Uh, maybe somewhat, you know, if, if they could... If, you know, after this game, if they could get to him the same way in... Um, game three, maybe create a little bit of a goalie question, question mark. Um, maybe the stars after game three of Kadobin plays the same way. And, you know, this isn't all on Anton Kadobin. He, he made a ton of insane saves throughout this game to where it was just like, 
there was nothing else the Lightning could have done on those chances. They they did you know the absolute perfect thing on those scenarios during those scenarios and um, so I think I mean he only gave up three goals. Granted he gave them up in the first period, but after that he was pretty much solid for the most part uh, throughout this whole game. Um, I think any g- lesser goalie would have given up a, f- a few more after this. So uh, yeah, I, I think that you know that's the key get to, get to Kadoman early. And the thing that also I saw that was that really stuck out to me was the Lightning just try to keep the puck in the corners for as much as possible. Um, if you could live in the corners for the entire game down low, you're, I see no reason as to why the Lightning can't win that game. Uh, obviously, do the whole you know obviously spread the puck out like they did. We saw that uh, was very evident on the point goal there uh early on in the first so you know what keep doing what you're doing um Vasilevsky is going to keep playing the way he he's been playing because he's been playing out of his mind uh great game from Kucherov really doing a very good job spreading the puck out would like to see him score a goal uh here here and there um you know obviously can't complain if he's setting up chances and setting up goals uh but at the same time you know he's our top scorer and uh, I really, really want to see him kind of get going here to end things out. Um, and as for the whole Steven Stamkos saga, I thought, you know, if they weren't going to bring him back for game two, you know, I really thought game one was the best best scenario in which to bring him back. Um, obviously with limited shifts, limited uh, ice time, probably would have brought him back on the second line, maybe even the fourth. Um Actually, that would probably not be a bad idea. Um, and then, but they don't bring him back for game two. At this point, I don't see a reason that he comes back at all. I, I don't really see a scenario unless, you know, he, he's good to go. But if he's not good to go for the first two games of the series and the Lightning have already won a game and they starting to get in the groove of things again, why take a chance and bring Stamkos back? Uh, yeah, I would love to see him back on the ice. You know, he's he would create just a, a very big ego boost. I think the best thing, if you really want to play some mind games with the Stars, just have him come out for warm-ups, even if you don't plan on playing him. Uh, I just think having his presence on the ice uh, with the guys on the bench, uh, that's going to create a big boost in confidence and kind of you know make the Stars a little weary of the possibility of him coming back. So, yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to come back at all this series, but even if you want to throw him out there on warm-ups here and there, I would have no problem with that either. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens and how this whole uh, situation with Steven Stamkos uh, winds up. So, yeah, look forward to Game 3. I'll be having host Locked On Devils host uh, Trey Matthews on with me on tomorrow's show. Uh, that, was, that, episode, that little segment was recorded on Monday. Um, obviously, we didn't have enough time to play for you guys here today uh, with everything that went on at the last night's game, but uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, Trey said a lot of great things, uh, not only about his team, but as well as his Lightning team. And uh, I think that if you know if we play it tomorrow and the Lightning win, he might be uh, the locked on Lightning. He might be the Lightning's uh, good luck charm. Uh, Listen in for yourselves, and you could decide. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.